So, yeah, thank you for inviting me back, because I've spoken here once before. Uh, I gave a message a, a few months ago, uh, and, and I'm like, message, I think I said that I was about to get married, and now I'm married. I'm married to Nicole down here, so I've been married about two months now, um, and I'm absolutely loving it. It's brilliant. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it brings up a load of challenges, but really good challenges, you know, things that you've got to work through together, which, which tightens us, which, which strengthens us, which grows us, uh, and that's really, really good. I'm loving it. And actually, Nicole, um, she's an amazing singer. And, and yesterday, no, two evenings ago, she did a first paid gig. Round of applause for that. She did her first paid gig. She's got an amazing voice. And so it's just really exciting. Loads of stuff going on. And, uh, and actually, he's going to be singing next week at your Easter, uh, no, your, your, sorry, Easter, your Christmas um, thing down on, on Kirkham Square, right? Who's going to that? Who's going to that? Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be really cool. Um, and so it's really exciting, really exciting time of life. I've got um, a little coffee shop. Uh, so if you're ever in Preston, I've got a little coffee shop called Jonah's, and that's really exciting at the moment. Um, we're growing that. We're getting doors. Little Joshy down here works, don't you? And we, 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 last winter, we had to go through the winter because it's a shipping container, right? And it doesn't have doors in. And we've got a couple of little heaters, but it's freezing cold. And so I sat through all of last winter, like my feet freezing, my hands freezing, but this year, I'm getting doors. And so I'm going to be nice and warm. And so that's really, really cool. So that's really cool. Uh, so yeah, we're at a exciting point in life, loads of stuff's going on, and I think the one thing I mentioned last time when I spoke is my love for nature documentaries, right? Okay, and now I kind of go in phases, I kind of go in phases, it's like, it's like Lord of the Rings, right? I'm a fan of Lord of the Rings, I can only watch that maybe six months apart, because you've got to watch it, and you've got to give it a bit of time before you're then ready to watch the trilogy again. Anyone with me on that? Anyone watch that at least once a year? Yes, my man down there. <laughs> Uh, and so it's the same with nature documentaries. I'll watch them, I'll hammer them for a bit, and then I'll go for a bit of time. Well, I won't watch too many. And then I'll pick them back up, and I've just picked them back up. Uh, and there's a series on at the moment called Seven Worlds, One Planet. Anyone been watching Seven Worlds, One Planet? Yeah, it's just this phenomenal series, okay, where it looks at all the different continents on planet Earth, and it, and it highlights the diversity of the creatures there, the creation there. And it's just incredible, absolutely amazing. And and one of the scenes that I particularly liked, right, it was in Europe. And who knew that there were wild hamsters, right? There were wild ha- I always thought, ha- but surely there would have been wild hamsters at some point. And there's this incredible scene um, where it showed this hamster. It looks like a hamster that you'd hold, you know, in your cage. Um, this incredible scene where this hamster uh, sees this bush, all right, and this bush has got all these white petals on it, and they think they look great. And so this hamster makes it across this, this sort of garden to this bush where it starts picking off all these white petals, all right, and stuff in its face. You know, they fill the cheeks with, with, uh, with the food, getting ready for the winter. So it's their stuff in its face. And then this other hamster sort of wanders in, okay, and then there's this standstill. Two hamsters are staring each other down because this hamster who had seen this beautiful fruit and petals decided it wanted that, but it was in this other hamster's territory, okay? It was in this other hamster's territory. So there's a standoff between these two wild hamsters, these cute little cuddly things. And, um, and there's this moment where they sort of stare, stared each other down. And then because of the amazing technology we have in these, these, these programs, they managed to slow-mo this then battle that commenced between these two hamsters. Whereas literally, it was, like, it was like Jackie Chan. It was like this ninja battle where these hamsters like 360 and like fighting each other. It was just the most amazing thing to watch and witness. Honestly, I think it's incredible. 
And then um, what happened in the story is then this hamster sort of retreated because it found out that, you know, it wasn't going to, it was in this other hamster's territory. But then it continued filming this hamster. Okay, and after the other hamster had then thought it had sent it away, it then went into stealth mode where it dropped to the ground because they're so flexible, started crawling back in to this bush, all right, and then started eating the petals again, all right, and it was just the most amazing thing, incredible thing to witness, and it's just two hamsters. But what I absolutely love about these documentaries is how it highlights how incredible and diverse this planet is. Right, the creation that, that is around us is just um, unbelievable. You know, the different animals, the different, different scenery that we're, we're, we're amongst is just unbelievable. And that leads me to my first scripture today because actually I think it really highlights the value that God has placed on humanity. Okay, because in amongst all this wonderful creation, uh, I don't know if you've got your Bibles with you. I'm going to be turning to 1 Genesis and it's verse 26. I'm sure you're all familiar with the the start of the Bible, uh, where God is creating the world. He's creating everything in it. Genesis 1, verse 26, you know, he's created the land, he's created the stars, he's, he's um, created the water, and it's just this amazing, amazing time. And then it comes, to, it comes to God creating mankind. In amongst all this beautiful creation, in amongst all this amazing thing that God's created, it says this, it says, Then God said... Let us make mankind in our image. That's really significant. Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. I'll continue reading. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts on the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground... Everything that has breath of life in it, I give you, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. You know, what does that highlight to us? Highlights that mankind, humanity is inherently valuable to God. Okay, and another word for inherent, this permanent value God has placed on humanity that we are a part of this morning. And that is really, really significant. Me and you, we are in this inherent value that God has placed on you. He's not just made you uh, just, to, just to exist. He has made you in his image, each and every one of you this morning. That is significant and that is powerful and that will change lives. We are inherently Valuable. So this morning, what I'm going to be looking at is, is, is I'm talking about the value God's placed on us and on humanity and how that should shape our lives and then how that should compel us to live. Okay, how that should then compel us to live. Uh, before we get into that, I want, to, I want to ask us a question this morning. And it's a challenging question because it's a question that makes us consider where we're at and who we are. But it's what condition are we in this morning? 
You know, what condition are we bringing to God? You know, because I believe value, the, the how much value God's placed in, hand, in humanity comes hand in hand with love, yeah? How much he loves us. You know, and because of this value and because of this love, he desperately wants relationship with us, right? He wants to know you. He wants to be in conversation with you. But what condition are we presenting to God this morning? Because like me and my wife, if, 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 if I love my wife and if I value my wife, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be listening to her. When she's speaking, I'm going to listen. I'm going to really listen to what she has to say. You know, otherwise, there'd be friction. Otherwise, she'd come to a point and be like, hey, you're not even listening to me. What's that about? You know, so are we listening this morning? If God says something profound to you in your spirit this morning, are you going to hear that? The next one is, are we going to be vulnerable? You know, one of the key foundations of of depth in relationships is vulnerability, right? Are we going to be vulnerable with God this morning? Are we going to say all this stuff that I've got, which I'm hiding away, I'm not going to bring to the surface. Actually, God, I trust you with that. Are we going to give that to God this morning? So are you going to be vulnerable? And these are questions that I'm wanting you to answer in your heart right now before we get into this message. Are we going to be vulnerable? And the next thing is intentionality, right? And this isn't me pointing a finger because I'm, I'm just as much like forget to do these things as well. But um, like, are we going to be intentional this morning? Are we going to bring ourselves to a place where we're listening? Are we going to bring ourselves to a place where we're being vulnerable? Or are we just going to let things pass by? Or are we going to engage? Are we going to, are we going to be intentional this morning? So as I pray, I'm just going to give us a bit of space just to acknowledge God, just to put him in his rightful place in our hearts this morning. So you might want to close your eyes. I don't know what you want to do, but just, just take this moment just to, just to encounter, just to be with the King of Kings, which is what it's all about this morning. Yeah, so Father, as the, the wind blows against this building, as, as life happens, Father, we just put you in your rightful place. We just ask, Father, that you just take over. You point us towards you this morning. I pray we're quiet enough to listen, Father. Well, Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful for you. Please come and move. Be so present this morning. In your name, amen. Amen. Okay, so I want to tell you a little bit of a story. Okay, and this is something that happened to me a few weeks ago, actually. Um, and so the story is, basically, I was in, I was in this moment where I'd, uh, certain things just felt right. And I acknowledged the presence of God in my life. And don't get me wrong, this isn't the case all the time, okay? I wish it was, but it's not. But I was in this moment where I could acknowledge the presence of God walking with me. And this lasted just like a few days. It wasn't this big, profound thing where I just felt myself like so light all the time. You know what I mean? But I just knew God was with me. Okay, and, 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 I, and I was working, I was doing nothing out of the ordinary, but I just knew the presence of God was with me. And there was this moment where I had to go to the bank, okay? So I was walking to the bank, and I knew God was with me, and I was like, God, like, I want to do something, you know? Like, I want to do something with you, like, you, you're with me, like, let me do something. Um, but it wasn't, God was just saying, like, you know, like, I'm with you, like, let me guide you. You, you trying to step on what I'm wanting to do, like, don't keep trying to push ahead, like, just be with me right now, and let me direct you, let me point you where I want you to go, so I was like, right, okay, God, no worries, 
So I walked to the bank and I was coming back from the bank and uh, there was this man sitting on a bench. And I walked past this man on a bench. He was looking down, but there was nothing necessarily significant about this man apart from there was a man on a bench looking at the floor. Um, And I walked past this man. I got about 10 meters past uh, this person sitting on a bench. And I just felt this overwhelming urge to go back and sit next. I don't know if you've ever felt that, this, this, this compelling, this, this urge to do something. Not really sure why, but you just felt you had to. And I had that, so I went back and I, I sat next to this, this gentleman on a bench. And I, he sat down. He's like, it's like, how are you doing? You all right, man? What's going on? Um, and then this conversation began to unravel. And it was so apparent that this man was in such a desperate, hopeless place. This man was at like the, the end of everything. He was, he was so bitter. He was so lonely. What is the point? Who am I? Where am I? What's going on? There's no point in all this. This man was hopeless. And in that moment, it was like this, this opportunity where actually, no, actually, I know. I know there's actually a God out there which, which has plans for you. I know you have purpose. I know there's something significant about you being here. I know you're not just a mistake. And it was this moment where I could just really engage. And I could see God allow me to see how, how pleased he was with this man and how, how he, he, he loved him so much. And it was this amazing moment, and, it's, and it was an amazing thing that I could be a part of. And, 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 and we came to this sort of moment at the end where he was like, no, it's a load of rubbish. What do you mean I've got purpose? This is, like, have you seen who I am, where I'm at, what I look like? You know, we had a walking stick, he couldn't walk so well. It's like, what's going on? Do you hear what you're saying? And it came to this moment at the end of this conversation where it was like, one thing that we both couldn't really fathom, okay, I could sort of understand, but we both couldn't really fathom. And from his perspective, it was like, why had someone come and spoke to him in this moment? Why had someone come and spoke these words into him at that moment? He couldn't understand that. It like left us hanging. And for me to see this man who I would have just walked past, for God to, to actually want to speak some words of life into this man, to actually speak some, some goodness into this man, to tell him how much he loves him, you know, we were both at this moment where we were just in like, he was confused. He was like, yeah, why, why is this the case? And I was just like, wow, God, this is, this is amazing. And I think whether we realize it or not, because of this inherent value that God has placed on humanity, there is this active work happening. God is moving, God is working. There is this active work happening. There's a few things that I want to pull out of that experience that I want to share with you guys this morning. And the first thing is this, is that God is pursuing us. Okay, God is pursuing us. There's some scripture in the Bible, which I'm, I'm sure some of you are familiar with. It's, a, it's, the, it's the going after the, the lost sheep, right? The 99, and they go after the lost sheep. And actually, there'll be more rejoicing in heaven when, when that one lost sheep is found and repents. That one lonely, broken sheep, cold, it's, you know, its coat's been, been ripped to shreds and it's, it's out there all alone. And there's no one around it. But there'll be more rejoicing in heaven when that sheep is found and it repents. You know, there'll be more rejoicing in heaven when that man, broken and hopeless, comes to know God than there are with 99 uh, righteous people, you know, who think they've got it all together, who don't need to do anything. 
You know, so that's really significant this morning. God is pursuing each and every one of us in our moments of of darkness, in our moments of hopelessness. God is searching us out, and that's amazing, okay? And so we've got to know that. We've got to recognize our relationship with God. He is pursuing us this morning. And how does that compel us to live? We get this right. We know God is chasing after us. That compels us to get this right, to see brothers and sisters who, who are in hopeless, bitter places. Actually, God calls upon us to go and speak life into those, speak light into those people. And that is the privilege we have in relationship with God because he values humanity. We are inherently valuable. He loves us so much. You know, C.S. Lewis puts it in actually quite a beautiful way. He said, it's a serious thing, right? It's a serious thing to remember that the dullest and most uninteresting person you talk to, all right? The most dull and uninteresting person you talk to may one day be a creature which, if you saw it now, you would be willing, you would be strongly tempted to worship. And this is kind of highlighting the fact that God has created us so individual and special and unique and incredible. He's designed us in his image. You know, this dull, boring, uninteresting person actually has great significance, you know, let that open your eyes right now. Let that open your eyes as you walk down the street, as you, you're serving someone coffee, as you, you're doing your day-to-day. You know, we're designed and created in God's image. How awesome is that? You know, the next thing I just want to drag out of this is, is that God is fighting. Okay, there's a fight going on because it's not easy, right? right who thinks life's easy? Okay, no one's hands. Hey, Josh at the back, he's chilling over there. <laughs> life's not always easy, right? Things come our way and things step into our path, which is actually really, really difficult. You know, me and Coley right now, um, like we're going through a bit of a, a, a challenge with visas, right? Because Coley's from Texas. It's Nicole, I call her Coley. Um, we're going through a challenge with visas and basically uh, we applied for a visa to get her into the country so she can stay with me, all right? And she can be in Preston and she's been doing the work that we believe God's put her here to do. But we got rejected, okay? And she was told that you've got two weeks to leave. But then we, we, we sought some help from some solicitors, and, um, and, and, and they, they managed to, well, they said, like, you've got to reapply. And so it's given us a bit more time, but we've now got a court date on the 8th of January, okay? So we're going to court in Manchester to stand before a judge. I'm going to be like, please let us stay, please, I need her. And we're just hoping for favor in that moment that the judge is going to be like, yeah, you can stay, but if that doesn't happen, we're going to be holding on to the promises of God no matter what. But life can be challenging, all right? And it feels like we're in this fight, and often it feels like we can be losing in this fight in life. And I think there's this beautiful sort of picture that I see um, that often like someone like, you know, something can come along our path, and it's like this, this slash of a sword, all right? This slash of a sword, and actually Scripture The words in the scripture, that is God fighting for us. That is God fighting for our hearts, for our souls. Like the fight, the the weapons are are in the scripture, the words, the verses that God has put down um, on paper for us to read. So it's like like this battle where someone throws a sword and saying, you you may be hopeless, you're worthless. And God's like, no, you're the light of the world, a city set on a hill. You know, I I, I have called you, I have chosen you. You're now a saint, a servant, a steward, a soldier. You know, all these backslashes, all these, these fights, these, these moves, these like kung fu kicks like the hamsters. 
All right, this is God fighting for our souls because we're inherently valuable to him. Okay, each and every one of us, the people you see, we're so valuable and precious to God. You know, it can go on, but often this fight seems so difficult. But I want to I give you hope this morning. God is fighting for you. God is fighting for your heart. And when you feel hopeless, God is hope. And so you can step into that this morning. You can step into that, recognizing the fight is won. Okay? The last thing I want to drag out of this is that God is pleased. Okay, when, when I was able to have that moment with that man, I was sitting on a bench with him, and like, I, I, didn't, feel like I, I didn't feel that he was, he was worthless. I didn't feel like he was, you know, hopeless and bitter, even though from a worldly perspective, you know, he didn't have anyone around him. He, he didn't have very good health. He was, wasn't maybe good for nothing in, in the eyes of, of maybe a worldly view, but God was just so overwhelmed and pleased with him and smiled upon him like he does with each and every one of you this morning. And there's this verse in Psalms 1494, and it says, For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Now, what does that feel like? To know that God, who created the heavens and the earth, this diverse, beautiful planet that we live on, the, the solar systems, the galaxies, he takes delight in you. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that incredible? God takes delight in each and every one of us. And even though we mess up, even though we get stuff wrong, there is this hope, there is this mercy that God pours out where he takes delight in us, in our mess, in our challenge. That's just an incredible thing. Just a beautiful thing. All of this, and this is... This is one that gets me every time. This is one that I fail to, to recognize is all of this. God does all this because he des is desperate to be in relationship with each and every one of us, right? He's desperate to know you. He's desperate to hear from you, to be in conversation with you. What does that look like to be in relationship it doesn't mean that we've got everything perfect. We have to come and present this shining model of what it is to be a perfect human. No, it doesn't, because that's a really bad relationship, because that's not real. It looks like to present ourselves the way we are in, in, in amongst everything that's going on and just say, look, God, here I am. I want to know you. Look, I'm going to be vulnerable. This is what I'm really struggling with. This is what I'm really challenged with right now. You know, speaking to this. You know, God desires relationship with us. And I think often we can see God as, as someone up there, which we just call upon every now and again. And, and, and what, what sort of relationship is that? If every time I needed something and I just went to Cole and I was like, yeah, can I have this? And then I just left. Oh, can I have a bit more of this? And then I just left. Like she's going to start feeling upset and there's friction going to be caused and she's going to be really upset and she's going to start crying and I don't want that. You know, how much do we want relationship with God? You know, when, when, when well, we, we just use God as like, oh, I want this, I want this, and, and I'm guilty of that as well. But actually, God is desperate to be with you, to be in relationship with you. Important thing is sacrifice, right? We've got to sacrifice time, just like our, with our relationship with God. We've got to make time for him. We've got to be vulnerable with him. We've got to have conversation with him. We've got to tell him that we love him, just like he says that to us. Now, God wants relationship with each and every one of you, which is, which is significant. Because who would want a relationship with me if they saw everything? 
God's saying he desperately wants a relationship with you in amongst all of that, which is amazing, right? It's incredible. You know, the value that God has placed in humanity, you know, is all epitomized in this beautiful moment in history, okay, where God radically displays his love for mankind. I don't know if anyone can guess, but it's the birth of Jesus, all right? The season that we're entering is this radical display of God's love for humanity, Okay, and it's just this beautiful time where Jesus came to earth, took on flesh and blood. You know, God in, in, in heaven made himself a grain of sand inside a 15-year-old's womb to live among us. You know, the biggest transition from, of circumstance, you know, from heaven to earth. You know, he was willing to display the largest act of selflessness for you and me. You know, this amazing moment. And why? Why did God do that? Why did God do that? Why did he come from all his heavenly glory and power and step into to flesh and blood to live amongst us? You know, because of this overwhelming chasm crossing love that God has placed in humanity, which you guys are a part of. All right, I'm going to drive it home. You guys are so significant this morning in God. But here's the thing, you know, this is a really significant story. This is a really significant moment in history. I want to tell you uh, about an experiment a man did, okay? There's a man called Joshua Bell. Anyone heard of Joshua Bell? Looking around. Okay, so Joshua Bell is a, is that a hand at the back? No, no, it wasn't. Joshua Bell is a famous violinist, okay? Joshua Bell is a famous violinist, and he carries around a violin, Okay, this isn't any old violin. This violin that he carries around is worth millions and millions and millions of pounds. Okay, this, this, this violin about this big, okay, it's worth millions of pounds. And he carries this violin around with him. Okay, and he did an experiment one morning where this man who, who attracts crowds of thousands to come and watch him play the violin because his skill matches the quality of violin. You know, he's set up in a, in a, in a New York subway at rush hour. Okay, he places his, his violin case on the ground, he opens it, he gets his millions of pounds worth of violin out, okay, and he begins to play. He begins to play this violin, these beautiful notes and these beautiful sounds and these impressive things that the people have the chance of witnessing and seeing. Guess what happens? Guess what happens? Everyone just walks by. You know, everyone's so concerned about where they're going, and, and I'm not going to lie, that's me so often. You know, there's so much beauty and God's wanted to show me so much. Yeah, I just walk on by. And this man played the violin for about an hour or so. And eventually one woman sort of stopped. I was like, wow, this could only happen in New York. You know, I've seen you at this place and I said, that, that was amazing. That was amazing. And you know, that can be like that with the, with the Christmas story, with the, with the birth of Jesus Christ, this incredible moment. And if we're not careful, we're just going to walk on by. We're going to have this surface level approach to, to this season where, okay, yeah, God came. Okay, yeah, he came to do some good stuff for us. 
but we're going to stay in this surface level place and not experience the depth that God's wanting us to receive in relationship with him where he says just how amazing you are and, and where, where we're able to understand and just feel the presence and the glory of God this season. If we're not careful, we're just going to walk straight on by. And this isn't to make you really scared, but this is, this is hopefully there to compel you to want to step in, to want to know the beauty, to want to, want to see God in his true light. Try to give that, that, that energy, that awe and wonder to, to seek God no matter what. Because it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so right now, like in amongst all this, it's like, and I'm thinking as I'm speaking, it's like, we need to present ourselves in a, it's like we don't need, we don't need to present ourselves. We don't need to do anything different. But right now, we just need to embrace and say to God, look, I'm here. You know? It's not like we've got to go on this crazy long hike up a mountain. You can do that if you want to, um, to, 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 to experience the presence of God. But God is willing to meet you right where you're at this morning. And there's this beautiful verse which I want you to take away, you know. There's this beautiful verse that I want you to take away. And it is, it's, on the, it's, it's the time where, where Jesus was born. And it's in Luke uh, 2. If you want to look up Luke 2 with me right now. Sort of coming to the, 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 the end of what I'm wanting to say this morning. So in Luke 2, okay, the birth of Jesus, this amazing moment where God just displays this inherent value that he's got for mankind, this beautiful point in history. Okay, and basically, you know, the angels have come to the shepherds, and they've been like, wow, what's this? You know, the, the, the skies were filled with the angels singing God's praises, and this amazing moment, you know, and they went to see Jesus. Okay, they went to see Jesus with Mary. Okay, and in all this, in all this, this craziness that was going on, it's like, how do we go about this season? You know, all these amazing things that are going on, all this, this, this beauty that God's wanting to show us, like, how do I comprehend that? How do I let that transform my life? How do I let that compel me to doing these good works? Because right now, I don't know how to do that. Right? I think this beautiful verse just speaks wonders. So verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 26 Verse 19, it says, But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered on them in her heart. You know, she treasured all these moments. She treasured up mornings like this where we spend time together in community. She treasured up conversations that she's had where, where someone pointed her towards Jesus. We need to treasure up things that are significant, things that God's saying is good. This is what I want you to do. We treasure these moments. We've got to treasure the moments God has given us. All right? We've got to recognize how significant and beautiful they are. We've got to treasure these moments, and then we've got to ponder on them. It's not just a moment which is there to be thrown away. It's a moment to, to transform us, to grow us, to draw us closer to God. One of our favorite verses in the Bible now, Philippians 4, 8, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You know, we're supposed to treasure these beautiful moments, ponder on them, think, on them, think about them, let them transform our hearts. 
Let God's words be not just something that goes in one ear and out the other. Let's just strive to get this right. Strive to get this right. And out of getting this right, out of stepping in, out out of pushing towards God, like this will happen. We'll start to be significant. We'll start to see the people around us who are broken and lost coming to this freedom that God's pouring out for them. Because God wants to use you. How awesome is that? God wants relationship with you because he wants to, to, to work with you. And it's just an amazing thing. So this morning, I want us to, I've got two calls, okay? I've got two things that I want you and, you and God just to think about. You to think about in your soul. Okay, because often we can go about life, we can go about um, living and, 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 and we can recognize, we come to a moment where we've been living this, this sort of surface level relationship, no matter how long you've been in faith, no matter what level that's at, it's significant between you and God. It doesn't matter about other people, it's you and God. And we can recognize, we can step into this moment where actually we're a little bit surface right now. We've not been seeking him. We've not been striving to know, know his goodness. We've not been striving to seek out new lessons. And we've recognized we're in this place where we're a little bit surface. And so with every head bowed and eye closed right now, I just want to create this time between you and God. This is just you saying to God, look, like I'm, 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 I'm acknowledging this moment. And, and so those who recognize maybe living a surface level relationship with God and want to have more depth in their relationship with him this morning, there's no shame but I just want you to put your hand up right now. If that is you and you want God just to, to speak into you right now, you want to recognize this moment between you and your king, just raise your hand. That's beautiful. You can put your hands down. And the next is for those who maybe haven't ever, ever known this love, ever known this incredible um, relationship with God who, who, who says you are inherently valuable. I want to enter into that this morning. So those who want to engage with this story and relationship for maybe the first time, I just want you to throw your hand up right now. Throw your hand up in this moment, just between you and God. such a beautiful and significant moment for you. You can, you can have a huge smile upon your face. And put your hands down. Father, I thank you. I thank you that it's not about me. It's not about us, but it's about you, Father, and what you say about us. And I thank you that in you we are, we are permanently valuable in your eyes. We have significance, Father. Thank you for those who said, look, God, I want to go deeper. I want to know you more. I want to know what you say about me. I want to, I want to learn more about the things you're calling me to do. I want depth in this relationship, Father. I pray you just wash in right now, Father. I pray you just step in and just consume them with the peace and, and this, this understanding that, that you're with them and you're taking them to amazing new places, Father. And next, for those who, who decided they wanted to step into this relationship for the first time, they want to know you. They want to know about this incredible hope that they have in you, Father. They want to know about the things you say to them. I pray you just fill them with your spirit right now. 
You fill them with your love. You just wash that into them right now, Father. That peace and that hope that they have for a future with you, for an eternity with their King. Oh, Father, what a privilege it is to know you. What a privilege it is to, to be in your presence, Father. Thank you. Oh, man.